This is the American Medical Association's COVID-19 Update Podcast. This is part of an ongoing series featuring critical insights from the physicians and healthcare professionals on the front lines of the pandemic. Hello, this is the American Medical Association's COVID-19 Update. Today, we have a special episode on how voting influences health and why it's important for physicians to get involved in voting advocacy. I'm joined today by Aliyah Badia, Executive Director of Vote ER in Washington, D.C., and Jasmine Eatman, an MD and PhD candidate at Emory in Atlanta and a Vote ER intern. I'm Todd Unger, AMA's Chief Experience Officer in Chicago. Aliyah and Jasmine, it's a pleasure to have you. Thanks, for Todd. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. Well, uh, before we get into uh, Vote ER and its mission, I want to start by talking about uh, something people might not expect in terms of a relationship, and that's between voting and health. Uh, why don't we start there, Aliyah, with the connection and why it's so important? Todd, we're so excited to be here with you to share about voting health and how AMA members around the country can get involved in this. Uh, when I was in living in Atlanta, I went on a ride along with our local emergency medical services. And after seeing so many of the things that emergency medical services staff, the EMTs, the ambulances, what they were facing and responding to in community, I got really overwhelmed by the myriad of different challenges that a very, very lean group of people were having to tackle. And at the end, I asked the manager, if you could only change one thing, what would you change? And he said, oh, if I could only change one thing, if all my patients voted, then we would make sure that there was enough affordable housing for everyone, we would make sure there was healthy food in every neighborhood. And when I needed to get people an ambulance, I could afford to do that. And it was a month later that I heard about this organization, Vote ER. And it turns out that his intuition uh, is backed by research at the global, state, uh, national, uh, and local levels. And one example where we can see it very clearly is with the opioid epidemic. Uh, there are uh, going to be a set of opioid settlement funds where the decisions that are made about how we use those funds and how effective they will be used are going to be made by local and state officials, most of whom will be elected this fall. So really, really vivid example of this relationship between our vote and our health. That makes sense. We just talked to our former uh, chair of the AMA Board of Trustees, Dr. Bobby McComla, about that very issue. And so that resonates a lot uh, based on that discussion. I, I don't think maybe people understand uh, that voting is a public health issue and uh, never uh, before uh, in the face of a global pandemic have we seen that be more important. Jasmine, what's your perspective on this connection as a medical student? Is this something that you're learning about in medical school? Uh, my guess is maybe not. And should it be part of the standard curriculum if it isn't? Well, yeah, Todd, I appreciate um, that question in particular because at this stage of my training and of my career, I am really trying to glean everything I can from my education. And I think it, there, there is room for um, voting to be more um, integrated into the curriculum and especially the conversations that we have with our patients on voting. Um, one of the things that I um, think is really important is that not only do we discuss this in the, in the um, medical Medical school curriculum, discuss the importance of voting, but make it practical for medical students to really deliver this information in a way that is um, relatable, impactful, efficient, and um, you know also nonpartisan, which is something that VODR is committed to and a reason why I'm involved um, and passionate about my involvement in the organization. 
Um, the AAMC actually released um, recommendations recently for uh, medical training, medical students as well as residents and beyond on how to discuss this with patients. Um, it gets into some of the, um, you know, the legal uh, ramifications of this as well and uh, gives really practical advice on that. And I think that the more that medical schools can really follow that lead and um, take the information that is provided to be able to impart that um, into our curriculum would be uh, really important and, and beneficial for, for students. Um, this is an important issue, not only for our patients, but for ourselves as medical uh, providers, because as Aaliyah uh, mentioned, this directly impacts how well we can do our jobs. Um, and medical students are always encouraged to spend more time with patients, get to know their stories. Um, and part of what we can do also while we're getting that information from them is imparting information on how they can make their voices heard. Okay. Uh, Aaliyah, you mentioned back earlier in the conversation of that kind of connection that you made and your kind of ride along there and the discovery about Vote ER and them making that connection. Let's talk a little bit more about what Vote ER does and how it started. Yeah, our founder uh, is an emergency room doctor at Massachusetts General Hospital. And after seeing patients and, and challenges that patients were facing that he couldn't solve with a prescription, he founded VoteR to provide medical professionals voter registration resources. And today, along with a growing movement of organizations, including Civic Health Alliance, Patient Voting, Healthy Democracy, Healthy People, and many more, we advance a vision of healthy communities powered by an inclusive democracy. Uh, VoteR is a 501c3 nonprofit, nonpartisan organization that integrates civic engagement into healthcare. Um, we create nonpartisan civic engagement tools like this one, um, which can be fit into any corner of the healthcare system, private practitioners, medical students like Jasmine, hospitals, and beyond. Uh, and we worked with together across the country with healthcare professionals and clinical students in our work. The process uh, is one of those that allows for health professionals to integrate this as they see fit in their work. It can be as simple as a question that they add to their exam conversation around, are you registered to vote? And if not, can I help? Um, the QR code basically takes you to a landing page that allows patients to register to vote in a handful of minutes uh, and can be really smoothly integrated into the process. I got to ask you a question because, uh, you know, what we hear constantly from physicians is they don't have enough time in that exam room with the patient. They're under a lot of time pressure. Uh, how, how practical is it to add a question and not just any question, but a question about voting, uh, to what is already a very constricted amount of time? Yeah, well, as, as a medical student who is under a whole lot of time pressure uh, when I am with patients and, um, you know, needs to get all the important information, but also share the important information, I find that it's really streamlined, um, especially the fact that there is a QR code that the patient can scan really quickly and then do the, you know, registration if they need to on their own time. It's really just to get a conversation started. I find that a really simple way to get the conversation, you know, going is just asking, are you registered to vote or asking the patient, what has your experience voting been like, um, which can give a little bit of insight into whether or not they're voting and what their opinions are or feelings are about it. Uh, super streamlined. And I'm really grateful that I found VoteR as a medical student so that I could uh, incorporate um, the badge into my into my uh, practice and my developing practice. Do you, uh, what kind of response do you get when you ask a patient about voting? I, I don't think that's probably a question they're expecting. 
You know, it varies. Um, we find, and I think that this is uh, something that people uh, feel but may not, you know, really understand that there has been data, um, you know, that has been uh, collected about the uh, way that doctors, nurses, other allied health professionals are really trusted um, kind of figures in people's lives. And it may, it means a lot to be asked that question. It doesn't, it doesn't, um, you know, sound like the regular questions that you would get at the doctor's office. Like, are you exercising? Are you eating well? And, and it kind of does peak folks' interest. I find that some folks respond really well to it. I've also heard some really difficult stories about issues with voter um, access, you know, when I do uh, start those conversations, but I always feel that they're worthwhile to have. And the more that we can have them, the more patients can let us know what their needs are. Todd, if I could add one thing in, uh, I have the, the pleasure of, of hearing from a lot of our different health professionals across the country, and we hear that being able to talk about voting is often uplifting in their work. And uh, this quote really struck me from a recent conversation. Uh, one of our health professionals said, there's only so many prescriptions I can write and still see, see people for the same issues. Vodiar helps me feel like I'm actually doing what my career and degree said that I would do. And so there's a, a, a lot of uh, also positive upliftment for the health professionals getting to be involved in this work. Leah, how many hospitals and physicians are involved in the effort and how many voters have you registered to date? Yeah, we have, in addition to the, the relationship that uh, Jasmine mentioned with the Association of American Medical Colleges, also incredibly strong relationships with the American Academy of Pediatrics, the National Association of Community Health Centers. Uh, we work in all 50 states with about 500 hospitals and clinics uh, through the work of 25,000 healthcare professionals, uh, have partners including Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, Atrium Health, and so many more. And in 2020, we were fortunate to support 48,000 Americans with voter registration and mail-in ballots during a time where showing up at the polls um, was something that you had to think about in context of health decisions around COVID, and we really help people vote in a safe and healthy way during the pandemic. Medicine doesn't stand still, and neither do we. AMA members don't just keep up with medicine, they shape its future. Help move medicine, join the movement. Visit ama-assn.org slash movingmedicine. Jasmine, tell us a little bit more about what's happening on the medical school front. Well, medical schools um, are increasingly involved in this work. Um, VODR has uh, really created a coalition over a number of years to in, um, really emphasize the importance of this issue and the fact that medical schools um, ought to start being involved in the conversation so that they don't get left behind. Um, as an Emory University um, School of Medicine and School of Public Health student, as an MD PhD student, I find that it's really uh, important that uh, different aspects of the university are involved in this not only offices of uh, engage, civic engagement, but school of medicine administrative offices to really have a united message. Um, it really helps students to not only understand the importance of this work, but to feel supported um, and to feel encouraged in doing so. Um, the uh, VODR organization actually has a, um, a way for medical students to really be involved and uh, kind of speaks to their, um, to our, excuse me, a competitive nature sometimes. The Healthy Democracy Campaign um, is a, an opportunity for medical students to form teams um, and to uh, actually use their badges in the field, in the hospital, in the clinical setting to get patients registered and to kind of see how, you know, they can get more patients registered, you know, than other schools and, and be competitive in that way. Um, all, always healthy competition, uh, of course. Uh, and so the importance of our participation in this space as medical students 
other trainees who have more time with patients who are really um, sometimes more so peers with younger patients and can kind of have the conversation in a different way. And it's really, really important and, and helpful uh, for me as I increase um, my awareness of, of uh, how I can be involved in this. And so what, uh, what would you have to say to physicians who, you know, they might be hesitant to get involved? Maybe you feel like it's not their business or they would be pushing an agenda. Aliyah, why don't you start? We found that when it comes to the relationship between uh, voting and health, it actually doesn't matter uh, who you vote for. More voting is associated with better health outcomes um, and is a rigorously nonpartisan organization. We work with our advisors across the political spectrum to ensure that resources are nonpartisan and that they speak to the daily experiences of Americans and their health. Um, as you mentioned earlier, given everything on health professionals' plate, you might wonder if an extra task like this feels like a burden. And when we ask our health professionals through surveys and conversations, what we find is that they're uplifted by this work and the opportunity to make a transformative impact. Jasmine, anything to add to that? Absolutely. Um, so the AMA is involved in this space and actually has widened our lane. Um, and I was part of a, a group uh, of medical students um, and other uh, health professionals and physician, uh, physicians across the country um, to pass a resolution um, called Voting as a Social Determinant of Health, which was passed through the AMA's House of Delegates this summer, actually. Uh, we spent a lot of time and energy ga actually gathering data to support uh, this relationship between voting and health outcomes. And as Aaliyah uh, alluded to, it is not only found to have um, a relation, voting rather, is not only found to have a relationship with health outcomes, but also helps patients feel like they're part of a community, right? I know with the uh, COVID-19 pandemic, it has been so difficult to still maintain that feeling and that feeling alone, uh, knowing that your, your physician has your back and making your voice heard, um, you know, being labeled a likely voter so that campaigns are interested in being, you know, um, on your team and getting more food um, access or access to health insurance is really important. Um, and so that that resolution has really, uh, I think, galvanized our uh, medical community and is really exciting to see um, you know, play out in different ways. I will also just say um, to that, that really the work of legislation is uh, physicians and medical professionals blame as well, and really getting uh, that message out there and making it standard across our field and, and in our society. So. Well, this is a perfect time to be having this conversation because August is Civic Health Month, which you may not know about. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about this and just in closing, what can physicians do to get involved? Aliyah? Thank you, Todd. We celebrate Civic Health Month every August. Uh, it's a time for uplifting and celebrating the link that Jasmine mentioned between voting and health. And it's a time to ensure that each and every voter is able to use their voice at the ballot box to shape the health of their communities. Uh, individual health professionals can get a badge uh, like this one at voteer.org slash badge. And then we provide training, conversation starters, uh, and more to make it incredibly simple and easy for health professionals to get involved. Um, our hospitals, clinics, associations, and other associations can become Civic Health Month partners, civichealthmonth.org. And in addition to health professionals receiving free badges, these organizations can prepare for a very important day in September called National Voter Registration Day, uh, a day that's really designated. Uh, for health organizations to be able to uplift, for organizations across the country, including health organizations, to uplift the importance of voter access and voter registration. Excellent. Jasmine, any final words before we wrap up? 
I just want to say uh, that voting is a social determinant of health. Voting is an important uh, uh, part of our toolkit and as providers and making sure that patients have a chance to lead their healthiest, most productive um, and, you know, happiest lives. And I, I'm really honored to be a part of this conversation and just want to encourage anyone, uh, medical students, um, trainees, especially to be involved in this conversation and feel empowered to help our patients make their voices heard. Excellent. Aliyah, Jasmine, thanks so much for being here. We've got uh, information uh, about how to reach Vote ER uh, in the description of this particular episode. So please check that out. We'll be back soon with another episode. And also make sure to watch for some exciting programming changes in the AMA's COVID update, which will be debuting on September 6th. In the meantime, you can find all our videos and podcasts at ama-assn.org slash podcasts. Thanks for joining us. Please take care. Subscribe to other great AMA podcasts available wherever you listen to yours or visit ama-assn.org slash podcasts. Thank you for listening.